everyone. Welcome to the Sky Now. This is an astrology podcast during which we look at the planetary placements and events for the coming week. I'm Duncan, and I'm coming to you from my studio, Tarot de Soleil, here in Mile End, Montreal, a place where I do astrology and tarot sessions for people live in person and via Zoom for folks out there in the crater world. How are you guys doing? It's been an intense start to Scorpio season. We're about midway now. Um, at this point, we should be checking in to see how well we're nurturing our transformations that we committed to for Scorpio season, whether we're doing enough to realize our desires. Um, you know, if you were looking for a relationship, for example, you know, check in to see how open you really are to relationships, whether you've moved on from what you need to move on from, whether you've, you know, let go of certain things that, uh, you might be carrying that, uh, could prevent you from, truly being available and open and uh, willing to attract and to be involved in. We have a lot of agency in our life when it's all said and done. Um, speaking of agency, if you live in Montreal, I hope you voted in the civic, uh, civic elections this weekend. Voting in free and open elections is one of the great privileges on the planet Earth. Many people in other parts of the world do not get to choose their leadership group. Their leadership group is imposed on them. One of the things I am most grateful of in life is that I do not live in a totalitarian state. Of course, as an Aquarius, individual freedom is primary need of mine, and that's backed up by the Gemini moon. My rising is Libra, so, you know, yes, more air. Also, Venus and Aquarius. Um... All of the air element signs seek experience in life. That's the primary driver. And, of course, air is in harmony with fire. Fire is also experience-seeking. Now, my second strongest element is earth. And so that brings in a need for physical and material security. Now, so if you combine my elements together, I am an individualist, individualistic social person with strong freedom needs who seeks balance and fairness and who has a grounded practical side. Now, if you take a look at the elemental table of your chart, you know, just you know, how this is created is astrologers weight the planets, and we give the highest score to the sun and the moon and the ascendant and the lowest to the outer planets, so Pluto, Neptune, Uranus, and then we group them by sign and element and come up with, come up with scores. So take a look at the elemental table in your natal chart, because this can be really helpfully, helpful in understanding your own core needs. And uh, and if you're in a relationship, of course, looking at your partner's elemental table can help you understand them better. Um, I spend a little time on social media, media networks each day. Uh, not too much. I limit myself. Um, one of the stories that I saw on uh, Twitter that grabbed me um, was a woman in Poland named Isabella who died of sepsis because the heavily compromised fetus in her body could not be removed from her body until after it died due to Poland's anti-abortion laws. Yes, that's right. The fetus had more rights than the woman did. Um, <laughs> you know, so the, the, the fetus died. Uh, it was, you know... Apparently, the likelihood of it dying was like, you know, was was great, vast, I don't know, 90%. And uh, and it did die. And only at that point could it remove from her body. And by that point, um, you know, she was a, at great risk for infection and infection killed her. This is, you know, in the 21st century is, you know, is uh, 
is appalling, unbelievable. Now, anti-abortion laws um, are rooted in religious dogma. Now, I believe people should be practice able, you know, be free to practice spirituality as they wish. As long as that practice does not infringe on the rights or well-being of other people. The trouble with fundamentalist religion, and those who adhere to it, is a fervent belief that they and they alone are morally right and that they are doing the work of God. And this self-righteousness is a fetid breeding pool for judgment and condemnation of others and can facilitate a cold callousness toward other human beings. Personally, I believe in a woman's right to choose her body, her life. My thoughts go out to the family of this poor woman in Poland who died unnecessarily. And shame on the doctors and politicians and social... uh, uh, societal leaders who, you know, uh, created the conditions for her death. Unnecessary death. Tragically, another woman was murdered in my neighborhood this week. It appears it was a murder-suicide, though, you know, uh, media reports suggest that the police have not entirely moved out, ruled out uh, double murder. Now, I live in a pretty chill neighborhood. You know, I'm in uh, sort of between Plateau, in my land, uh, close to the mountain. Um, this is not a, you know, a really dangerous place. Yet, it is. Two murders. Two women killed in the space of three weeks. That sounds a lot like an epidemic to me. A societal emide- Epidemic. Now, the young woman uh, victim's name, uh, it's not been released yet in the media. The man involved is the son of one of the owners of a, of the owners of a famous bagel shop in Montreal. Um, man, I've been blessed with rich friendships with women in my life. You know, and, and I, I can be friends with women. I'm heterosexual men, but I can be in platonic, you know, friendships with men. No problem. Men need to start seeing women that they are not related to by blood in a different light overall. I mean, you know, co-community members, fellow human beings. um, Men need to do their own personal work and deal with whatever issues they have. Core anger needs to be seen as a toxin. Now, that goes for everybody. Core anger causes people to react disproportionately to stress or conflict. In 2022, safer communities for women needs to be a priority for our, our, you know, for our society. This should be a goal for the year 2022. Uh, um, Provincially and federally, uh, let's, you know, let's make this, uh, uh, you know, uh, safer communities for women, you know, the crusade. Safer communities for trans and gay and lesbian folk, too. Um, People should be able to live their lives without fear of uh, of, uh, violent deaths and violence and, you know, repression. Toxic anger and violent culture needs to be rooted out wherever it exists. You know, violence culture. Uh, Spirituality is about inner peace, balance, love of nature, harmony, nurturing, and consideration for other beings. Choose to be spiritual. 
choose to be spiritual. Remember, we have agency. Weekly moon cycle for Monday, November 8th to Sunday, November 14th. This is important information for day-to-day living for everyone and for spellcasting for those magically oriented. The moon, of course, provides an emotion and experience template every 28 days. The moon um, starts the week in the cardinal's earth sign of Capricorn. Uh, the moon is in its waxing phase this week. Of course, we had a new me- new moon last week. Um, so we're building energies, and these are time for building, you know, building uh, um, uh, invocations and, and spell work. Um, Tuesday night at 10.03 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. I'm in Montreal, so the times I talk will be actually, it'll be Eastern Standard Time, time uh, because the clock, uh, you know, went back an hour. So now we're at Standard Time. Um, Tuesday night at 10.03 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the moon moves into the fixed air sign of Aquarius. Then Friday at 2.54 a.m., um, the moon transits into the mutable water sign of Pisces. And Sunday at 10.48 a.m., the moon moves into the cardinal fire sign of Aries. So the lunar quality and element cycle for the week is cardinal earth, Capricorn, fixed air, Aquarius, mutable water, Pisces, and cardinal fire, Aries. Um, Monday and Tuesday are quiet, serious days. Moon and Capricorn, we're looking to understand things in a deeper way. We've got that sun, moon, uh, you know, Capricorn, Scorpio influence that has us practical and ambitious. Uh, tradition and family are on our mind during a, a Capricorn lunar transit as our responsibilities and long-term goals. Um, now, with the moon in independent and individualistic Aquarius, we have to be careful we don't get in our own way Wednesday and Thursday. This is a very creative moon, but it also can be a martyring moon. And let us not forget that Aquarian and Scorpionic energies are some of the least compatible energies in the Zodiac. Um, It is a real struggle for fixed air and fixed water to blend. And certainly from a relationship perspective, while Scorpio and Aquarius could find each other fascinating in a a way, this remains one of the worst romantic combos of the Zodiac. Ergo, uh, the sun and moon in in Scorpio and the moon in Aquarius makes for one incongruous complicated energy window. Um, Now, things get much smoother Friday when the moon moves into the water sign of Pisces, where it trines with the sun in Scorpio. This is a beautiful, romantic, spiritual connection of planets. Uh, You know, we seek emotional intimacy during this lunar transit. Intuition is heightened. Pay special attention to your dreams. Um, This is, you know, a a wonderful... uh, Shapes up... uh, you know, sets up for a uh, um, really uh, beautiful rela- uh, relationship point. And, and this is really where we're experiencing the full of water season, when we have the sun in a water sign defining the season, and then the moon is in a, a water sign as well. Now, energies get a little complicated and reactive when the moon moves into the fire sign of Aries uh, uh, on Sunday, um, reckless passion and acting out can make for a really awkward Monday or Tuesday. Um, so 
that's the you know that's what the moon brings us this week. Um, the current area, current uh, planetary placements. Well, the sun begins the week at 16 degrees of Scorpio, so we're in the second half of Scorpio season. 30 degrees to a season, of course. Uh, Mercury is at four degrees of Scorpio. Mercury in um, in the water sign now. Um, we've got Venus at two degrees of Capricorn, and Mars at five degrees of Scorpio. So now the inner planets have all shifted um, to water and Earth. Now Venus is going to be in Capricorn for a long time. There's a massive retrograde that occurs, and so we're looking at the first week of March, I believe, uh, March sixth, that. Uh, um, it seems to strike a stick in my mind, but um, uh, as the point where uh, Venus finally leaves Capricorn. So this is a super long transit. Um, now you want to check out your natal chart. and Because your natal chart is just not something that you get from your, astro your astrologer and then you forget about. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's like, you should look at it. This is a tool you can use in your life. You can use it weekly. Follow the moon around your chart. You'll be able to see, hey, what's going on with, you know, for me. Um, and look at where the inner planets are, because they're going to create, you know, action points on your natal chart. Um, so yes, so check out your natal chart and see where Scorpio and Capricorn are. Via house rulerships, you will be able to see the areas of life that will be affected most by the fast-tracking tra fast action of these inner planets. Uh, now the Sun and Venus, of course, are going to move about 7 degrees this week, uh, this coming week. I'm talking to you on Sunday morning. Uh, Mars about 5 Mercury will move 9 degrees, give or take, a little bit. Now, uh, currently, Jupiter is at 23 degrees of Aquarius. Saturn is at 7 degrees of Aquarius. Uranus, 12 degrees of Taurus, still retrograde. Neptune, 20 degrees of Pisces, still retrograde. And Pluto is at 24 degrees of Capricorn. Um, now, outer planet retrogrades relate to deeper matters, and they're more subtle, subtle than an inner planet retrograde, like, let's say, Mercury retrograde. Chiron, the wounded healer, is 9 degrees of Aries retrograde. Um, if it's forming to an, an aspect to, you know, particularly a square to something and, you know, an element of self in your chart is, it's suggesting that there is healing going on, but first there is, you know, wounds will be ripped open. Um, Black Moon Lilith is at 12 degrees of I am curious Gemini. Um, North Node is one degree of Gemini, South Node one degree of Sagittarius, Karmic Axis one degree of Gemini to Sagittarius, so look at your natal chart, see where those points are, things are percolating there. The static elemental table for the week is one fire, six earth, five air, and twelve water. The quality of the week is fixed. We're in Scorpio season, so we have intense, investigative, passionate, emotional water energies and ambitious, pragmatic earth energies available to us, to us this week. Planetary events this week. Well, uh, we have inner planets embarking on fresh transits through new signs. Uh, Venus um, and Mercury went uh, moved to change signs late last week. And so, of course, Venus has us getting uh, serious about material well-being, uh, both short and long-term, and about love and partnerships during its transit through Capricorn. Um, we will see both of these areas of life through, uh, you know, um, uh, a practical, pragmatic lens, lens at this time. Um, the uh, outside the retrograde window, this can be a great time for creative output and marketing. Um, Mercury, the planet of the mind communication, is in Scorpio, and for the first twenty-four degree day, uh, uh, 
days of November. Um, our thoughts and communications will be intense up until November 24th. Um, we are seekers of deep truth when Mercury is in Scorpio. And in fact, we can be relentless in our pursuit of the truth and our pursuit of a solution to a mystery. Um, if anyone's tried to pull something over on us, well, you know, we caught wind of it. Now with Mercury, caught a whiff of it. Well, you know, and it happened just recently. Well, Mercury is going to put us right in there. Um, like little Wolverines looking for, uh, looking for what's really going on. This is a great time for research. Um, we do need to be careful that we don't harbor and feed obsessions while Mercury is in Scorpio. And lost, getting lost in conspiracy wormholes is also a, you know, a, a hazard of this transit. Um, you know, another unfortunate byproduct of Mercury-Scorpio transit can be, you know, just finding ourselves in dramatic conflicts and draining feuds and vendettas, etc. Um, basically, you know, we want to make sure that we're letting go of things so we have most of our internal energy space available to us for things that can, you know, uh, nurture us, feed us, bring us, inspire us, bring, you know, uh, allow us to create joy, joy in our life. Now, Monday, November 8th, uh, we've also got, uh, we've got one planetary event, really, uh, of note, and that's Pallas going direct in Pisces. Uh, Pallas trines uh, Mercury as she goes direct. Uh, this can boost creativity, particularly in areas of life governed by your natal Scorpio and Pisces-ruled houses. You know, some will turn to, for spiritual answers, uh, you know, spirituality for answers at this point, and others, you know, who already have spirituality present, um, you know, will dive deeper into it. Um, astrology aspects, astrology aspects of note for the week. Wednesday, November 10th, we've got Mercury and Scorpio conjunct Mars and Scorpio. Wow. Um, mental acumen increases. We are dialed in and ultra-focused. This is a great day for strategizing, uh, executing power plays, you know, certainly research. Um, if the conjunction lights up a square in your natal chart, though, this conjunction can push you into, you know, deep into unhealthy obsession. So you really want to look at, you know, where is this, um, you know, where this is, uh, this conjunction is taking place over your chart just to see how it's going to affect you. Are you going far or are you going too far? Friday, November 12th, Sun in Scorpio, trying Neptune in Pisces, and gosh, isn't that a gorgeous uh, um, aspect. Um, the Sweetwater trying is wonderful for falling in love or for falling back in love. Um, spend some time with your sweetheart on the weekend. You know, it could be good for a romantic getaway. Uh, this aspect also has us getting in touch with our spiritual side, and so this portal could be perfect for a you know a retreat or some yoga training. Expression of feelings through art will be deep, resonant, and real under the inspiring energies of this aspect. So, you know, with that you know with that trine in play, it's just a case of you know how you know where am I going to put this energy in, and how can I uh, can I can I can I um, do it all. Um, Saturday, November 13th, we've got a Mercury and Scorpio opposition with Uranus and Taurus. And this is, you know, that's unexpected news. That's, a you know, surprise info, <laughs> revelations for better or for worse. Uh, overall, you know, probably a good day, you know, <laughs> take a moment and think before you hit send. Um, 
Okay, so, you know, for daily ASRAC reports, um, you know, it's always a good idea to think before you hit send, really, just getting back to that, uh, um, you know, uh, or post, I suppose. Think before you post. So closing out this week, um, we've got some interesting water energies. Uh, Friday, a great day for, you know, love and romance. Um and I think really experiencing the best of uh, of the Scorpio water season. Um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, Friday, Saturday, anyway, with the moon in Pisces as well. Um, for daily aspect reports, uh, follow me on Instagram at Duncan Dillamontang. You'll find an aspect report, the astrology aspect of the day, posted most days in the story section. You know, <laughs> sometimes I'm just swamped with, uh, you know, a seekers coming to see me and I don't get a chance to post one. Um, but I'm pretty darn diligent about it, I will say. Um, I also post astrology ports on the blog, ports on the blog on my website. You can find a link to both of those on the uh, bio on my Instagram. Um, that's it for this week. I want to thank you all for listening. I wish each one of you well. I'll be back next week with another episode of The Sky Now. Until then, be good to yourself and be good to others.